Welcome to week 16 of NFFL action, and that means it's championship week. That's right, Nellis Bowl 16. Think about that for a moment. 16 years in existence, this league, the NFFL. Kind of makes you proud to be part of it, doesn't it? After a season's worth of games, one of these two teams playing in this week's game will hoist the Phyllis Trophy for the second time and join an elite fraternity of teams in the NFFL and become only the fourth team to ever win the Phyllis more than once. I'd like to take this moment to remind all of our listeners that there are no crazy horse teams in play for the Phyllis this year, which is quite amusing as one team in particular, I won't say any names, but their call sign is 302, consistently ragged on the Haterade division as the weaker, smaller, defenseless little brother of the crazy horse. Speaking of 302, before we get into last week's recap, uh, we do have one press conference that was, uh, it was transmitted, but we didn't fully receive the the complete file. Uh, Had to do a little decoding. But 302 does have one last press conference for the year that we would like to give them some airtime for. So uh, I'll turn it over to their owner, Mr. Connor Dolly. Thank you. 302 first wants to discuss our disappointment in our team's effort two weeks ago in our playoff loss to the night shift. As I said before, if our players did what they're capable of, we would win. And unfortunately, we did not. We underperformed. And we underperformed the exact same time that the night shift decided to play their best game in franchise history. Any other week, an underperformance like that would have beaten that team. But in the playoffs, as you all know, if you don't bring your best, you sit on a loser's couch with the Chuck. So Chuck, damn it, thanks for saving me that seat. Last week, we played an epic close battle with one of our division rivals, the Unsullied, in what truly was a game for the ages, a game of all games, possibly the greatest game in the history of all games, of all the world, and all mankind, any time ever, in the future, past, and present. Losing by 0.4 points to the highest-scoring team in the league, all because the Giants chose to go for two instead of kicks an extra point? Wow. <coughs> all I can say is what a heart-wrenching back-and-forth battle. The entire weekend, our teams weren't separated by more than two points at any time. <sighs> Sean, I look forward to more close games like that one with you. I'd like to thank our players and staff for a positive 2017 season. We took steps in the right direction this year after a very disappointing 2016 that was marred with injuries and unfortunate events. Unfortunately, we had very high expectations for this season, and we failed to meet many of those. Therefore, we will be evaluating everyone in the organization from the top down, to clarify the direction of this organization. Finally, I'd like to congratulate both the organizations of the Night Shift and Grizzles Gladiators for advancing to the Phyllis Bowl to play for each organization's potential second Phyllis trophy. As only the second active organization with more than one Phyllis, it will be welcoming 
and disheartening to have a third team added to that list. I hope that you two have just an epic, uh, just as epic of a game as me and Sean just had. Good luck, guys. Let's take a look at last week's games. Only two games last week, the first of which, number two Grizzles Gladiators took on number eight Ninja Panthers. The Ninja Panthers saw their magical championship run end this week. At one point, uh, their owner did share that his entire season was defined by luck, and it just it ran out, unfortunately. They played to about what their expectations as a team were, and only 12 points less than projected. But with Grizzles Gladiators holding the power cards that were Melvin Gordon and his 25 points against Kansas City, and Todd Gurley and his unearthly 43.5 points against the Seahawks, the most any single player for Grizzles Gladiators has scored this season. In fact, this game is eerily similar to the earlier matchup between these two teams this season that ended in a Grizzles Gladiators victory of 210.56 to 167.34. In the end, Ninja Panthers' number 10 ranked offense on the season did the men, netting them less than 17 points from the wide receiver position. That's three guys starting, and they netted less than 17. And Devontae Freeman outscoring Tom Brady. On the other side of the field, Grizzles Gladiators' defense was a nice storyline as they proved themselves competent, racking up almost 77 points in the win. Ninja Panthers took to the microphone briefly one last time with some thoughts on the season. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. This game, this game sucks. Unbelievable. I just feel like we should be better than what we're playing. Not just a good old-fashioned rear-end whipping. Our only other game this week was number three Awful Waffles taking on number four Night Shift. Some would say that it's better to be lucky than to be good. After last week's demolition of 302, apparently Night Shift thought they could take the week off in a week that saw their normally solid defense only manage 52 points. It came down to luck and play calling by the Oakland Raiders on Sunday night. You take out Michael Crabtree's big night, and this game is won by Awful Waffles, as the remaining wide receivers for Night Shift notched less than eight points combined. Then again, Awful Waffles had their own down week this week, as a lot of their studs fell into the trap of underperforming against an opponent coming off a big win. Rivers had one touchdown to three interceptions, in a matchup that looked a whole lot better on paper. Thielen was left in the cold as Minnesota didn't need him to demolish Cincinnati, and Jimmy Graham had one catch for negative one yard. Awful Waffles took to the microphone after the game to share some thoughts on how things went. Let's listen in. Bro, sometimes I get blood on me, and I have no idea where it comes from. Let me say a towel, Mario. It don't matter. Hell, I don't care. I'm dirty. I got blood on me. I probably my pants. Ain't no big deal. That's enough looking back. Let's look forward to one last game for the NFFL's 2017 season. This truly is the game of the week, the game of the season, as Grizzles Gladiators, our number two seed, take on Night Shift, our number four seed. 
Well, let's break him down by position and see who uh, comes out on top in the matchup. At quarterback, Grizzles Gladiators looks to once again ride with Matt Ryan as their quarterback this week, despite his matchup. Two weeks ago, Atlanta hosted New Orleans, and Matt Ryan threw three picks and one touchdown. This week, they're in New Orleans. I much prefer Matthew Stafford's matchup against Cincinnati, who have obviously thrown in the towel if you watched any of last week's game against Minnesota. So I'm giving the edge to night shift. At wide receiver, Grizzles Gladiators has Marvin Jones, Demarius Thomas, and Devin Funches starting currently. Jones is going to catch passes from night shift's quarterback. Thomas has been consistently targeted regardless of the quarterback in Denver, but... He's been boomer bust even with all those targets. And Funchess, once thought to be the stud of the wide receiving core in, in uh, Carolina, once they shipped out his teammate to Buffalo, saw his targets eaten into by Greg Olson last week. Believe he only had one target on the week. Night Shift, meanwhile, has Michael Crabtree going up against a very generous Philadelphia defense to wide receivers. Doug Baldwin looking to rebound from last week's horrendous performance, going up against Dallas's very friendly wide receiver defense. And the rookie combo of D.D. Westbrook and Cooper Cup, either of whom could have a big day in their matchups. I give a very slight edge to Night Shift this week. At running back, all season, Grizzles Gladiators has owned the running back position with the trio of Gurley, Gordon, and Fournette. Gurley's been almost matchup proof. Had a couple of duds early in the season, but in the last you know eight ten weeks, you, you can't question his output. Gordon's been steady, and Fournette has been fantastic on the weeks where he's been able to be on the field and healthy enough, or not sitting out a week for violating team uh, team rules. In fact, Fournette is the only real question mark at running back this week for Grizzles Gladiators as he does have a quad injury. He is expected to play. He did practice fully Wednesday, but it is a soft tissue injury, and you know those don't go away like that. They can pop up. It's kind of like a hammy. If he's healthy and he can stay in the game, he's got San Francisco and at very cream puff run defense this week. Night Shift, meanwhile, has the resurgent Shady McCoy and the upstart Kenyon Drake. Though they've been solid of late, Grizzles Gladiators definitely has this matchup in hand. They get the edge at running back. Tight end, Austin Safarian Jenkins versus Evan Ingram. ASJ has Bryce Petty and a pretty stiff defense against tight ends this week in the Chargers. And ever since he had those refs call back his touchdowns and overturn them uh, back a handful of weeks ago, ASJ just hasn't been the same. He was on fire, and then he just kind of dropped. Meanwhile, Evan Ingram on Night Shift has been a bit of a roller coaster, ups and downs, more up than down. But he has Eli throwing him the ball this week against, again, Arizona's stingy tight end defense. Very slight edge to night shift just because of the potential connection there between Eli and Engram that we just haven't seen between Petty and ASJ. At kicker, it's Justin Tucker against Indianapolis against Matt Prater against Cincinnati. I expect a lot of points to be put up against Indy and Cincy this week. So really, it's six of one and half dozen the other kicker. I, I can't pick one that's superior this week. Moving over to the defense, looking at defensive line first. 
Grizzlies Gladiators' Aaron Donald is clearly the better player, but Jackson and Snacks, as we all know Damon Harrison likes to be called, have better matchups. I still give the edge to Grizzlies Gladiators because Donald is just a beast. At linebacker, both teams have excellent linebacking core. Too close to call it anything but a push. And at DB, it's Micah Hyde or Honey Badger. Honey Badger gets the name recognition, but Hyde will likely be busy tackling Gronk. Could be a push. I'm going to give the edge to Honey Badger here, but very slightly. My pick in a very close one, this game goes to the night shift. But it should be a good, tight, close game nonetheless. We should have a great wrap-up to this season. We're going to turn the uh, microphone over to Grizzles Gladiators owner, Greg Jones, for their press conference leading into the championship matchup. Welcome to the championship week press conference here with Grizzles Gladiators. I just wanted to say uh, congratulations to our stud running back, Todd Gurley, for his uh, four-touchdown performance on Sunday. We're looking forward to uh, seeing him do the same uh, here in the in the coming week for the NFFL championship. Uh, it's been a, a really great season, but with the championship caliber team that we have uh, putting on the on the field here, we're really excited for our opportunity this weekend. As a longtime supporter of Western Pennsylvania-based football stars, I just wanted to highlight uh, Paul Pozlozny, uh starting linebacker for Grizzles Gladiators. Uh, we've we've enjoyed his career over the years. We saw him go to many other teams, and uh, we're disappointed that we weren't able to get him with the draft stock we were willing to to pay for him. But we finally were able to uh, bring him in here for this championship run. And although this will be his first time seeing the field, we're confident that uh, he can get the job done for us. So we'll be really excited to watch him play and uh, watch our, our running backs pull the sled. And we're hoping we can uh, keep the night shift from having back-to-back championships. Thanks a lot. We now go to team headquarters for the night shift as their owner, Brett, Dr. Headley Hetherington, will take the microphone for the first time legitimately this season, as he's been behind the microphone as podcast host the whole time. But he did record a, uh, a small presser for the crowd. Good afternoon, and thank you for uh, stopping in for this press conference. I'd like to be very brief. Um, first of all, I'd like to thank all of the competition that we have faced this season. I feel that uh, for the most part, we've truly gotten everyone's best efforts, and some weeks... That was good enough to beat us, and some weeks it wasn't. Uh, really, you know, there's a, a lot of luck when it comes to these fantasy football seasons, and we just happen to have some solid teams at the right time. So thank you to everyone we played this season. It's uh, truly been a lot of fun. I'd also like to specifically thank 302 for giving our team bulletin board material that turned into the our largest uh, postseason performance. So thank you a lot for that. And Awful Waffles, you put up a good fight. You gave us a scare on a week where we just weren't our sharpest. It was uh, only by the grace of God that we were able to squeak that one out. On to championship week. Uh, you know what? We've got a great squad. I, I trust them. A lot of them have been here before. Uh, just last season, we had King Crab, Dougie Fresh Baldwin, and Shady Slippery Fish McCoy. 
Uh, they all rode with us to a championship last season, and we're hoping to do that again with these guys this year in the driver's seat. And we've brought some new blood in, some fresh blood. Got a couple of rookie receivers that could really uh, I could see contributing. Kenyon Drake has been a very nice addition in uh, Miami. He's been good for us, and uh, I'm looking for a lot from him this week as well. And what can be said about our defense? You know, we've had a couple off weeks, but season-long number two and only behind the number one by a handful of points. Really proud of this defense we've been able to assemble, and I can't wait to see what they do this week in the championship because defense does win championships, and we need these guys to stand up. All praise to our competition, Grizzles Gladiators. You've assembled a team that is fantastic and tough. You know, I would love to have your running back situation. Yeah, you got some solid guys over there, and I've been impressed with what they've done all season. And your defenses look pretty good, especially in the playoffs. So, may the best team win. May the best man win. And hopefully Christmas morning, the Phyllis will still reside under my Christmas tree. Thank you very much. No questions at this time. We'll let our actions on the gridiron speak for us this week. Next up, we're going to take a look at our newest segment, Mistakes Were Made. Clearly mistakes were made. And uh, he's right, mistakes were made. No one is blameless here. And I'm frankly not happy about it. I acknowledge that mistakes were made here. I accept that responsibility. These are the biggest mistakes made by teams still in the playoffs this week. For Ninja Panthers, as odd as it sounds, their mistake was starting Tom Brady over Joe Flacco. Nine-point difference there. Wouldn't have made a difference, but still, mistakes were made. For Chris's Gladiators, starting Honey Badger over Jamal Adams at DB. For Night Shift, not trusting their gut with Nick Foles and his four touchdowns, and letting Evan Ingram rest on the bench while Jack Doyle starts and does not as much. Thankfully for them... Did not cost them the game. Four awful waffles, starting Philip Rivers over Kirk Cousins. 20-point swing there. Or leaving Keelan Cole and his 28 points on the bench. Unfortunately for awful waffles, those mistakes did cost them the game. But I can't blame him for leaving Keelan Cole on the bench. Who would have called that one? Seriously. Moving on to our happy trails segment. Here are a few of the players who were knocked out of this round of the playoffs and will be watching from the couch. Quarterbacks Phillip Rivers and Kirk Cousins, as well as Tom TB12, Tommy Terrific, I'm God in football cleats and can do no wrong Brady. Did that sound salty or harsh? (laughs) Wide receivers DeAndre Hopkins and Devontae Adams are both going to be resting up at home. Running backs Alvin Kamara, Frank Gore, and Devontae Freeman will all be watching from the couch, as will tight end stud Zach Ertz, who has been seriously one of the three best players week in and week out at the position this season. On defense, we're also going to be welcoming Sean Lee, Joey Bosa, and Jadavian Clowney to the couch to watch the championship match this weekend. Last week, I introduced the idea of the all-non-playoff team, and I uh, thought I'd bring it back again this week because it's fun. It's time to go eat, baby. Got some hungry dogs over here. Man, you guys didn't eat your Wheaties this morning, did you? I'm eating burritos bigger than you. Uh, it's really, it's, I mean, it's a fun way to keep the other teams listening to the podcast who are not playing any longer interested. And, uh, you know, it's fun. 
I just like doing it, and it's my podcast, so deal with it. At quarterback, Cam Newton for Lance Manlove put up 44.64 points. Running back, Kareem Hunt for the Unsullied, 36.10 points. Finally waking back up, too little, too late. Running back Mark Ingram would be your number two at the position with 29.60 points for Gridiron Mafia. Moving on to wide receiver, wide receiver one would be Sterling Shepard, 27 points for Roster Guard 99. Wide receiver two, Michael Thomas, 21.40 points for Gridiron Mafia. And rounding out wide receivers, Richard Matthews, 18.5 points for Outcast. Tight end, is anyone surprised? Rob Gronkowski, 23 points for the Unsullied. And in the flex position, Le'Veon Bell, 25 points for the Unsullied. At kicker, Robbie Gold put up 24 points for the Unsullied. Three weeks in a row, those dudes had like five kicks, five field goals each week. On defense, defensive lineman would have been Calais Campbell, 21 points for Lance Manlove. Quan Alexander would have been the starting linebacker at 20.80 points for Jim Kelly Hates Cancer. And starting DB would be Ronald Darby, 17 points for the Unsullied. Filling out the defense, we've got Khalil Mack, 20.80 points for Roster Guard 99. Eric Kendricks, 19.40 points for the Outcasts. And Jordan Poyer, 16 points for Roster Guard 99. The Unsullied owns the all-non-playoff team this week with five entries. Gridiron Mafia with three. Roster Guard 99 with three. If this team could have been fielded this week, they would have killed everyone because their combined point total would be 364.54 points. Absolutely no point to this segment, just fun to do. As I move into the closing section of this week's podcast, defense does win championships. Night Shift and Grizzled Gladiators held the number two and number five defenses this season. And... They rank number two and number three in the power rankings that I did up at the end of the regular season. And, of course, number two and number four in seeding. But the defensive stat is quite interesting to me. Sure, it doesn't apply as much in fantasy football, but it could this year. And one final question. Who are you rooting for this week to hoist the Phyllis? And no, you can't say yourself because you're sitting on the couch. Everyone's got a rooting interest. Who's the hero? Who's the villain of this matchup? Who do you want to win? Who will be less obnoxious? I know we've got a great comment uh, thread on Maisie as for what the Pierce punishments devised by Greg would be. So who do you want to win? Grizzles, Gladiators, or Night Shift? Grizzles Gladiators would be their first championship since Nellis Bowl 10 six years ago. Or Night Shift, the first repeat winner and would be the only back-to-back winner since Jim Kelly Hates Cancer in Nellis Bowl 4 and 5. And I don't believe those were his team names in 4 and 5, but I'd have to look. Either way, as I said at the top of the, of the show... This winner will be only the fourth team to hold multiple Phyllis trophies out of a whole buttload that have played in the NFFL over the years. So remember, those still in a consolation bracket or in the championship, set your lineups. We've got no Thursday game anymore, but there are two Saturday games as Indianapolis taking on Baltimore and Minnesota taking on Green Bay. Record a press conference. I'm going to do one more show next week, so hey, if you've got something to say about this season, put it in there. It'll be like a viewer mail segment. And 
As always, thank you to Scott Sweatman and his tireless work at the beginning of the season to put together statistical records and groundwork to build on for each and every episode's worth of stats that I've thrown at you. Have a great week. Greg, I can't wait to meet you on the gridiron. I love you, buddy, but I'm hoping I win. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs>